So at the Wild Things Festival, Crystal, how are you involved in the festival today? So I'm one of the co-founders, along with my sister Tara and our good friend Erica Campbell, who's the founder of the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. And we started Wild Things last year. And we just saw something missing um, in the festival scene. We really wanted to bring together wine drinkers, beer drinkers, and cider drinkers all in one. I think sometimes we all exist in little vacuums, like, oh, cider drinkers only like gluten-free things, and like, wine drinkers hate beer. And what we saw as a big connection point was wild fermentation. So that's why we started Wild Things. Is that the reason? Like, is that, uh, is that the, the, the connecting point, or are there other connecting points that you also see as well? Well, honestly, like, I love wild fermentation. So if you let, like, apples go in an orchard and you just collect the yeast and microflora and fauna from the orchard and let it do its thing, then there's a big argument that it can express the true terroir of that vineyard um, or that cider orchard. And it's the same with wine. And then... Um, I'm a beer writer and I'm an advanced Cicerone, so I'm really into beer. But now there's this movement of beer around wild ales and spontaneous fermentation that connects them all. And I just, um, I'm a writer, so I wrote a lot about the, the kind of how the three connect. And I also write a lot about cider. And I just, yeah, that was the whole reason. It wasn't about money. Like, we do not make very much money from a festival. It was really about, like, if we're going to throw something and get drinkers involved, um, we want it to be something where people can taste a lot of really different beverages and find the connection between them and sort of cross over from being a beer drinker to a wine drinker or a beer drinker to a cider drinker or a cider to wine and vice versa. So. And I've always found that the the other common connection between the three that you've talked about is the quality of good people that are involved, both the consumers and the producers. Can you tell me a little bit about who's here today and what have you experienced? Yeah, so we, I always say with the festival, it's liquid first. If you don't have great liquid, then you might as well shut down. And so we work with, we usually choose our beers very, very carefully. And we love Bench and Niagara, and they have the one of the only cool ships in Ontario. They do a lot of wild natural ferments and are really um, into terroir. And then we have Wild Beer Co., which is our only non-Ontario brewer, who are from Somerset, England. And they were two guys that just loved wild fermentation and started a brewery in 2012 with two barrels. Um, and now are, are just coming into Ontario, so we wanted to introduce them to the market. And then Nickelbrook, which is, you know, an old-school Ontario brewery that we love. Um, and they do a beautiful barrel-age program. They have their own wild ferment brewery. Um, and then for cider... We really wanted to curate it, and we've known David Gray, who's the founder of Gray and Gold, uh, since he won a bunch of medals at Glencap as, like, sort of a home cider maker. And he, like, his wife arrived at my house, like, five years ago with a bunch of cider after they won Glencap, and I had profiled him in the Globe and Mail. And he was like, we really want you to taste our stuff. And so we've had a relationship with him for a while, and he actually approached us and said, I want to pour. So we collabed with him and made a cider for the fest. He, he has two other bottles. And then West Ave um, is one of our favorite cider makers in Canada. Um, so they did uh, a special keg that was all of West Avenue. Is always he only uses the yeast on the skins of the apple, and uh, um, he picks a black locust from his like you know farm and put it in. So that's pretty pretty special. And then wine, we're not wine um, experts by any stretch of the imagination. So we love the grape witches, and there are two women are bringing natural wine to Toronto in a really profound way, so they created our natural wine bar. 
So a lot of people from all over the place participating. Toronto is such a unique space where there's uh, so many different opportunities and so many different groups. Could you see this happening or something similar, maybe not with the, the wild focus, but something similar of this nature happening in, in other spots in Ontario or Canada? I think that um, drinkers are really ready to experience a festival that's not just beer, not just wine, or not just cider. Like, I think a lot of us like to try different things. So I would really like to see more festivals that incorporate all three in a really thoughtful way. Um, our dream with Wild Things is to have it on, like, an orchard, like, either in a vineyard or a cidery, um, in the middle of kind of nowhere, like, and, and just have people come to that space and maybe camp out and stay overnight and just, like, Wild Things is really about the environment, and so right now we're in the Junction, which is, like, an, an industrial park in the Meatpacking District of Toronto, and we popped up as Wild Things, and that's where our following is. But we'd like to grow the fast to a point where we can do one somewhere remote in Ontario, and people come to it. It's just very early days, so we need to kind of build our audience and the trust factor before we go, you know, old school rural. And I could see, you know, five years down the road underneath uh, one of the mountains in BC type thing and, and capture those different uh, experiences that, you know, come across the country. Um, speaking of that, have you had a chance to travel and how would you compare your travels to what's available in Ontario? Well, you know, I'm an Ontario girl. I was born in Terrace Bay, Northern Ontario. So I, I've been all around the world for beer and I definitely take cider everywhere. My sister and I write about and I would say for cider, I, I think Ontario has a long way to go. I think the cideries that you can visit are amazing and phenomenal. But we just don't have the saturation of somewhere like England and that old world tradition or somewhere like France um, where you, or, or the Basque region of Spain where you can taste cidra. I would like to see more. And I think there's a lot of potential um, with cider. And I think it has a lot to do with putting old world varietals in the ground and you know, growing from there. But there's a there's just a bigger startup gap for cider than there is for craft breweries because you have to plant, right, in order to be able to sell retail. You have to plant five acres of trees, and that's really expensive, plus buy a cider, like, house. Um, so I think it's coming, but I think cider's going to be a bit slower. Uh, Ontario was, you know, a big cider producer before Prohibition, so I think we have the potential to get right back there. It's just going to take a little more time than, like, the craft beer boom. And uh, both seem to be continuing to grow. I mean, when we started covering everything in 2015, there was 35, 40. Now our map has almost 90 on it. So it's it's great to see that sort of growth and development. And it's great to see growth and development in events like this, where you're bringing together uh, consumers and the producers. Is it important for you that the people who are making it are also here to be able to showcase what they do? It's really important, I think, that for, I mean, our, our number one person in mind when we throw a festival is the festival ticket holder. So it's like, you paid us $35 to come here. What can we do to make this experience really meaningful? And I know from being a beer writer, like, there's nothing more magical than meeting a brewer or meeting a cider maker or someone who founded a company. It feels really good to connect to the maker. For us, it's really important to have the makers here and to have their, if they're not here, to have them write like a really personal tasting note so that people can like pour over the menu and really decide what they want and, and hear the story behind the beverage. And finally, if you had one thing that you could change in the entire sector, what would that be? What would make everything just a little bit better? 
Um, oh, there's so many, but I think in, in general, I would change the retail market. I think it's ridiculous in Ontario that we can only buy beer at LCBO and beer store, and now we're like celebrating that we can buy it at the grocery store. But the only beer you can buy at the grocery store is already available at the LCBO. So like, I want to be able to open up a boutique um, shop where I can sell the best cider from around the world that I can import myself, or the best beer, or the best wine that I like. And I think that everyone in Canada has a fundamental right to drink anything made in Canada. Like, there's no reason why uh, provincial trade taxes should stop us from drinking like a fresh IPA from BC or a great red ale from Halifax. I think, um, you know, when Canada turned 150, my dream for the 150 was like we should be able to freely open borders and enjoy beverages made across the country. It's a small dream, but I think it's manageable, and I think um, we need to loosen up a little bit. Ontario's so backwards when it comes to retail legislation, and it holds creators back from making their best stuff and actually making a profit. And I think one of the things that kind of is uh, timely is the fact that, you know, the Toronto Raptors, as we're talking about, are playing in the NBA Finals. You're getting a whole country-type vibe and experience and it would be great to see that as well because I know uh, every time I've traveled abroad or met people that have that are Canadian, their response is always, we have some really good stuff. It's just so hard to be able to share it. So I'd love to be able to see your vision come true as well. Yeah, me too. Let's go Raptors! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, if uh, people want to get more information about you, where can they connect with you? Uh, Raptors.com. Also, uh, we're at BeerSisters.com. And we're at Beer Sisters on uh, Facebook and social media. And Wild Things, the festival, we have our own Instagram. So please follow us at Wild Things Fest. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to the third edition.